Blog Talk Radio. From the far reaches of the known universe, we are proud to present Brother Harold Muhammad, soldier, scientist, scholar. Blog Talk Radio's finest. Not so mad science on Black Hole Radio. Assalamu alaikum. And welcome to tonight's edition of Not So Mad Science here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Once again, as always, coming to you live from the city of Detroit, Motown. Just because Barry Gordy took Motown to L.A. does not mean Detroit has lost its soul. We have an interesting program for you all this evening. We have a repeat of part four of our COVID research study. The response from it last week was so overwhelming, we've been asked to replay it again so that some of the data that was relayed can be repeated and documented once again. So while we're getting that set up to get started, we're going to hit the siren.
Yoshi this past April asked the question as he laid out some interesting facts. In April of this year, Pfizer and Moderna announced efficacy. And there we go again with this word, efficacy. Well, let's take a look at something here. Well, we pursue forward. Why did they choose to use you? Welcome to Block Talk Radio. People, you are now in the hospital. It's not a word that most people typically hear. So the persons that you're speaking to in the general public don't know what it means. The word efficacy. The ability produce a desired or intended result. So a good way to understand this word is there is little information on efficacy of a particular thing. There's little information on the ability to produce Ended results, the desired results. Thus, the word efficacy has been used. So, Pfizer and Moderna announced their efficacy results at the six month mark from the phase three trials of their respective COVID 19 vaccines. Albert Morola, the CEO of Pfizer, said that the company's data confirmed the favorable efficacy and safety profile of their vaccine and positioned the company to be able to submit a biologic license application, which simply means a license to distribute application to the U.S. Drug Administration. It was on May 7th it formally initiated an application which, if successful, will earn the Pfizer Bio and Tech product PNG162B2 the distinction and the identity of becoming the first COVID-19 vaccine to be approved by the FDA. But let's not forget something. All COVID-19 vaccines currently in use in the U.S. today are available under the emergency access only. Now, when something is for And it's necessarily it's an emergency access. Access means it's there and it's available, but it doesn't have to be used. So people you have access to something. I have access to a million dollars, but I don't have a million dollars. It's access. The situation is secular in Europe. We're for COVID nineteen. Have been 
traditional marketing organization. Because we can't do that language. Conditional marketing organization. Marketing requires that it's something that is for sale. But it doesn't mean I have to buy it. It's for sale. Conditional marketing organization. Conditionally made available to sell to you. Which is a fast track mechanism that can be used in emergencies. These can be converted into standard marketing organizations, pending positive data from organizations. So this has not yet happened for any COVID-19 vaccine. As hundreds of millions of people around the world get vaccinated, it may seem like some term that is used now, word Those of us who don't understand, I'm going to give you a definition for word Somebody was Clarity and style, as opposed to its exact content. So you're putting the proper spin on something to make it sound one way, when it quite feasibly and is actually something else. A wordsmith. A good writer is a wordsmith. A good copywriter for music is a wordsmith to make a murderer sound like the great protector. I had to shoot him and kill him because he was a danger to society because he was black driving a Cadillac. I don't own one. What's he doing in this neighborhood? I don't live there. Well, maybe he makes more money than you and he can afford the Cadillac to live there. But you Distinction is often this 
to hit press. But it was the focus of much discussion back in September of 2020. With March three trials by Pfizer and Moderna well underway, and the November U.S. presidential election looming, many worried about the political pressure resulting in the rollout of unsafe or ineffective vaccines. Let me say that again. To talk about you, non-aligned listening, malfunctioning, Go along to get along and do as you're told. With large phase three trials by Pfizer and Moderna well underway, and in November U.S. presidential elections looming, political decisions were made. Not health decisions, political decisions. Many worried about the political pressure resulting in the rollout of an unsafe that, ineffective that, and an unknown function of a vaccine. That too is that. The FDA had already come under fire, accused of bending to the White House and granting the White House under COVID 45 for two COVID 19 treatments. Hydroxychloroquine. And for those of you who do not remember, hydroxychloroquine is not effective for doing anything other than poisoning people. If you don't remember what hydroxychloroquine is, I tell you. Hydroxychloroquine. Is used to prevent or to treat malaria caused by mosquito bites. COVID-19 is not malaria in any way, description, or fashion. It can treat and prevent malaria. Sometimes it's used to treat lupus and arthritis, not respiratory and cardiac conditions. Okay? So, the two treatments that we used early on, the White House said you hydroxychloroquine and convalescent plasma. Now, what the hell does that mean? That's in plasma. Again, the vast majority of people have no idea what the hell that means. There aren't many doctors that can tell you what convalescent plasma. No. So, I have a responsibility. Convalescent. 
said, and I quote, Is it possible to predict or estimate when conditions of safety and efficacy might be satisfied for BLA? Dr. Meisner asked at the agency's December 10th meeting, which had been convened to consider the FDA's first emergency authorization for the Pfizer vaccine. It was Dorian Stink of the FDA who responded, and he said, I quote, I couldn't predict, but I will say that we typically ask for at least six months of follow-up in a substantial number of clinical trial participants to constitute a safety database that would support license. Well, we all know from factual news reporting that six months after getting the virus, many people died. And many people died within six weeks of contracting SARS.
nearly at least one or two years after the first injection. But the same document states that safety assessments for serious and other medically attended adverse events should be studied for at least six months after completion of all study vaccinations. Longer safety monitoring may be warranted for certain vaccine platforms. So mathematically, that means to me, if they're talking ideally at least one to two years after the first injection, and then those those documents and that evidence studied medically for adverse events for at least six months after completion of all the study vaccinations. We're looking at a minimum of 18 months to 30 months for any licensure to supply a deadly vaccine is released. So, when asked to clarify its guidance, is asking for follow-up of at least six months or one year. A spokes PMJ quoted saying, We do not have any further information beyond what is in the guidance document. In other words, they do not know. traveling through the world, advertising and marketing products, unblinded and out of control. So there is nothing to say for safety. Duration or protect of protection is not the only question that longer placebo controlled trials can address. They also address the vaccine safety. And I quote Philip Krauss of the FDA, who explained last December, he said the following Very often, it is the fact that we have that placebo controlled follow up over time that gives us the ability to say that the vaccine didn't cause something at a longer period of time after vaccination. So now we're depending on the placebo to provide evidence of something. It makes me wonder how many other things did they make a determination on based on the placebo and not the evidentiary evidence presented by those actually receiving. What about primary responsibility and duty to the American people and have bowed to the wind of 
political expediency. Any answer outside of the environment makes you a real maxi doing duty as well. Stephen Goodman, the Associate Dean of Clinical and Translational Research at Stanford University, told the FDA in an invited presentation last December, once a vaccine is made widely available and encouraged, maintaining a double-blind control group for more than a nominal period is no longer in for the regulator's control, and undue pressure to do so may undermine the entire vaccine testing procedure. Were they warned? Were they told not to do what they did? Oh, hell yeah. Mr. Goodman's recommendation was to rapidly convert the trials into crossover studies, enabling those on placebo to get vaccinated and vice versa while maintaining the blind. The company's challenging, or challenge as he was calling it and a crossover never occurred, therefore wiping out any evidence of ineffectiveness and efficacy. The BMJ asked Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson Johnson, hidden secondary cousin company, Johnson, what proportion of trial participants were now formerly unblinded, and how many originally allocated to placebo have now received the vaccine? Pfizer declined to say, but Moderna, with politically correct language, announced that as of April 13th, all placebo participants have been offered the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine, and 98% of those vaccine. Uh, 98% of what number? Was 98% of two? One in seven, eight? Come on now. How many people? So in other words, what they're saying is the trial is unblinded and the placebo group no longer exists. I have Johnson and Johnson also told the DMJ, we do not have specific figures on how many of our study participants have received a vaccine at this time. But the company confirmed it was implementing an amended protocol across all countries to unblind all participants in two phases in its two phase three trials. The earlier of which phase passed a season of two months follow up months in January. So it made a decision based on two months of data in people you can't identify. Holy 
just long, y'all. How the FDA will waive a law of blinding and placebo-controlled follow-up is unclear. But just months ago, the agency said these trial property, these trial property were vital. of placebo-controlled follow-up after the EUA will be important and may actually be critical to ensure that additional safety and effectiveness data are accrued to support the mission of licensure applications as soon as possible following inquiry. Once a decision is made to unblind an ongoing control trial, that decision cannot be walked back, and that controlled follow-up is lost forever. This is according to documents released by the FDA itself this past October. But I'm seeing a process. The American people will use the FDA Unofficially, and not without their knowledge, to test a product that nobody knew whether it worked or not. The entire American population get vaccinated, do this, do this, do this, and you don't know what you're getting. What you think will bury your house and getting vaccinated either way. How much are you willing to endure? How long are you willing to have led to the slaughter? How long, maybe not long, but evidence has shown clear that how long is still long before you do right about what's wrong with your own life to protect yourself from the life. How long? Seems like a very long time. So why the rush? Why this Operation Warp Speed with so many people vaccinated? Who has made Warp Speed delivery? on its promise to get a novel vaccine into the arms in record time. It was President Biden's really first major policy decision. Get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Everybody likes a good joke. Get vaccinated. Millions of doses of vaccine are being administered daily across the US, making clear that lack of approval is no longer a barrier to access. But just what benefit is there in seeking and granting a delay? I go through the legal process of getting a DLA, which then gives the person the right to compensation for when things go wrong. For a license 
product. But because each product might not license, the stagnant fees and the guarantees and the money changes that may be much in hand over this with no amount of accountability for the numbers of people that are going to die or suffer extreme reactions that would actually debilitate human life. There is no recourse. The BMJ asked the manufacturers why they were seeking a BLA. Moderna did not respond. Johnson and Johnson only confirmed they intended to apply for BLA in late. 2021, Pfizer did not answer for the FDA webpage on medical devices which stated sponsors of EUA products are encouraged to follow up with EUA with a free market submission so that it can be remained on the market once the EUA is no longer in effect. But EUAs have no built-in expiration or expiry date in fact 14 EUAs for Zika as in Zika virus for Zika diagnostic tests remain active despite the public health emergency expiring in 2017 for the Zika virus they're still in effect again Dr. Cody Meister told the BMJ he saw some distinct advantages of a PLA over an EUS. An approved vaccine for one will provide an element of assurance and accountability, increasing public trust in the vaccine, particularly for those currently sitting on the fence. It would also pave the way for claims of vaccine industry to be routed through a more established compensation program and for adding the vaccine to government-funded schemes to reach children in financial need. Are we seeing the trial of the octopus here? Follow the money. Find the beast. Finally, it may affect the potential for vaccine mandates. It is unlikely these vaccines will be mandated while an EUA is in place. Remember that currently these vaccines are still considered legally experimental. While under the EUA, an increasing number of educational and other institutions have already mandated vaccines, but debates over the legality of these actions have hinged on the distinction between authorization and approval. But approving a vaccine in order to legally support mandates or convince people of its safety, arguably, 
politically correct to do so under Code 45. But issuing a license to produce and distribute, they're not necessarily willing to take that step out there because then they become the focus of litigation. So no new biodistribution study for COVID-19 vaccines exist right now. Officials have consistently emphasized that despite shaving years of traditional timelines for producing vaccines, no compromise in the process was taken. However, one type of study tracking the distribution of a vaccine once injected in the body was not conducted any of the vaccines currently authorized in the U.S. Red flag for any medical profession. Such biodistribution studies are a standard element of drug safety testing, but are usually not required for vaccines. According to the European Medicine Agency policy, EMA, which adds and I quote, however, such studies might be applicable when new delivery systems are employed or when vaccine containing novel adjuvant or excipient. Now, this word adjuvant, I want to give you a definition for this word adjuvant. A D J U D A N T S. Adjuvant. is an ingredient used in some vaccines that helps create a stronger immune response in people receiving the vaccine. So adjuvant is an ingredient, a substance which enhances the body's immune response to an antigen. Okay? So, when the vaccine contains novel adjuvant, it is referring to mRNA a synthetic medication carried by polyethylene glycol, which is already known to cause extreme aversion well over 80% of the American population because it's a poison. It's petroleum. Basically a plastic shell which the body cannot break down because the body is reacting to the PET polyethylene glycol is causing a immune response to that which then also attacks the RNA aspect of the virus or the vaccine becomes a complete. Thus, the vaccine is in effect. It causes a response, it causes fight, and then fight what it caused to have happened. The other word is excipient. Now, 
these words. So I'm going to give the definition for these words. I'm going to leave you hanging out there floating in Never Neverland wondering, Brother Harold, what the frog hell are you talking about? I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to accept it by definition an inactive substance that serves as a vehicle or medium for a drug or other active substance injected into the body. Again, it is referring to the synthetic material used to produce the mRNA vaccine. Okay? Continue. I'll come back. I'll start where I left off that again because we're on the same page. Now that I defined the words. However, one type of study tracking the distribution of a vaccine once injected in the body was not conducted any of the three vaccines currently authorized in the U.S. Therefore, such biodistribution studies are a standard element of drug safety testing, but are not usually, or usually are not required for vaccines, according to a process used by the European Agency, which also adds, however, such studies might be applicable when new delivery systems are employed or when a vaccine contains novel adjudicants or exceptions of which mRNA vaccines can be defined as in all of its all of its and In the case of the COVID-19 vaccine, regulators accepted biodistribution data from past studies performed with related, mostly unapproved compounds that use the same platform technology. It's COVID-19 vaccine leveraging the same technology as its Ebola vaccine. Last year, quote, our confidence in our adenovirus vector AG26 is based on our experience with this vector. Pfizer and Moderna did not respond to the BMJ question regarding why no biodistribution study were conducted on the novel mRNA products, and none of the companies, nor the FDA, is whether new biodistribution studies will be required prior to licensing. Brothers and dear friends, dear listeners, supporters,
against footnotes he wrote. Competing interest PD gave a public statement at the October and December advisory committee mentioned as we discussed earlier of the transcripts which I read he said the following and may continue to engage in public input towards regulatory decisions making around COVID-19 vaccines PD is also employed by a university that mandated COVID-19 vaccines for all faculty, staff, and students. The views and opinions expressed here are those of the author and does not necessarily reflect official policy or positions of the university of Maryland. What are they saying? They're saying that even though there is no legal definition saying that this stuff works. We're going to say that you have to take it. That's what we start mandating. You must take it to remain employed at all. You must take it to remain employed at a student and our facility. Yet, the University of Maryland does not want to take responsibility for what it says you have to do. Everybody wants to avoid accountability. But nobody's saying don't take this stuff. They're saying you must take it. But nobody wants to bear the weight of the responsibility of the poison injection. Once again, as always, this is not so mad science. It's your host, Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. With that said, we're going to take a brief pause from the Carlos Santana and
vaccinations. All COVID vaccines, COVID, PCR, and antigen tests, and masks are merely EUA authorized, not approved or licensed by the federal government. Long-term safety and efficacy have not been proven. EUA products are defined by definition, experimental, requires people to be given the right to refuse them. So, what brought all this up? It is under the Nuremberg Code of the Nuremberg German Trial. In Nuremberg, Germany, to try so-called Nazi war criminals crimes against humanity, against so-called Jewish populations during World War II. The Nuremberg Code No one may be coerced to participate in a medical experiment. Consent of the individual is okay. absolutely essential. I'm not, I just said damn because so there was no I'm also going to give them physical football. Just to be experiments and other experiments mm-hmm. procedures used upon people of color, people with color, melanated people, the darker people of and the planet. Think about the Nuremberg Code then. If you're in passion oh, yeah. desire to experiment on me and, and mine, in the worst kind of way. Make yourself healthy. However, no one may be coerced to participate in a medical experiment. Therefore, individual consent is absolutely essential. But you're experimenting on the the American people now through an emergency use application. Earlier this year, Mary Holland mm-hmm. of the Children's Health Defense, President and General Counsel, and Attorney Gleg Gray Glasser stated that federal law prohibits employers from mandating a COVID-19 test or mask. Football third short. Holland employs the rope, and I quote, it is not fully licensed and must be voluntary. Yes, love. A private party, such as an employer, hey. school, or hospital, cannot circumvent state UA law, which prohibits mandates. Indeed, the EUA law permits so explicit that there is only one precedent case regarding an attempt to mandate an EUA vaccine. The EUA school or organization must get the COVID vaccine. What is your platform to fight that? The mask is one thing. Yeah, but that would do. Visual perception of safety. That's 
even better. He's buying food to him or he. However, the standing, and it's not invasive. But he's telling me I got to take a shot of some kind of chemicalized product. I told you, I I don't like it, but I'm okay with it. The the children, health, and evil children has written three legal notifications that anyone faced with Mm -hmm. a COVID vaccine, COVID test, not to worry about it. If I got that minus both of them, so that I can have that they are violating federal law, they are violating my human rights as an American citizen. I mean, it's real. And you can download the free notifications. I'm not going to begin to tell you what the websites are because there's a lot of little little jabbering that you should go together. Children's Health Network.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.